Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. So we're back on the coach after the game and um, well it was probably exactly what we expected. So is it time for the change? Yeah. Right, and what do we change? You can't change the owners very easily, can you? But you've got to change the manager. So does it come from the top? Do you know what? I've, I've, I've supported Mourinho for a long time. But how, neg- how negative that was today. You know, they, they were there for the taking at half-time. And you bring Fellaini on. What, what the fuck was that all about? I'd have no idea what that change was about. You've got Martial, Matt, uh, Pogba on the bench. You can all go and attack and help you win the game. And he didn't use him, did he? So right at the very death. It was just... Neg- they just didn't have the belief that they could go and win that game. And Liverpool didn't play well today. I don't think. Do you think Liverpool are serious title contenders, given what we watched today? Well, they are, because they're top of the league and they're not been beaten yet. But I don't think they're a great team. I don't I don't think they're anywhere near as good as City. But you can't ignore how many points they've got, can they? So they're obviously a contender because they're top of the league. In terms of them, United made changes today. We used to always think that Marino made some really good substitutions, particularly when he wasn't with us. He changed games. Is he changing games the wrong way at the moment? He's worried about losing games rather than trying to win games, and that's not the United way, is it? You've got to, you've got to take risks if you want to win football matches, and he doesn't want to take a risk at all. Today, could have, why not throw Martial when it's 1-1, go and win the game? He didn't want to, did he? He's more bothered about shoring up. Why would you leave? Why would you leave Matic on the pitch along with Fellaini? Absolutely nothing up front. We lump in the ball up front, and Lukaku, he can't win an, he can't win an, an header. I don't, I don't know whether it's just unlucky, but it, we lump in the ball up the front. We don't win it. All he's doing is come straight back. But the players are reflecting the manager, and they've not got any belief whatsoever. They didn't look like they could go and win that game, but they should have done because Liverpool didn't play well today. No, you get back in it with a mistake from the keeper there, one-one. Go, go and win that game. Put Matter on or put, put Martial on earlier. No, he won't do it, will he? he he's right at the end, three-one down, and he's still got fucking Matic sat in front of the. You've got to hold your hands up. Some of these teams are better than us. City are better than us. Liverpool are better than us. But don't don't hand it to them on a plate. Go and attack them. That's their weak spot. If you attack them them teams, that's the chance you're going to have. And his problem is, in big games... Years gone by when he's at Chelsea and when he's at Inter and stuff. He's based his whole game plan and his tactics on keeping a clean sheet and nicking a goal. And he could do it because he had good defenders and he had he had a team where they worked from the front to the back to defend. But he hadn't got the players at United. There's no point in us going trying to stink in a place out nil nil because we haven't got the defenders to do it. You know, you look at like Lindelof and stuff like that. He's just not good enough. They're not good enough. That's, that's our trouble all the way through the side. We've just just like waiting every department we might have one or two decent players but all the way when you put 11 players on the pitch we're just not good enough we're all on mate we're all on not fucking checking anyway so you look at you look at we need change 
Where do you make that change? Do you make that change in January? And what does that change look like in terms of, do you say to Marino, right, you've had a shot. Is it time to look at, we're playing Liverpool. Liverpool's way was from Shankly to go to their boot room and recruit through Paisley, etc. Would you say, right, we've had the chances, we've gone out to Van Gaal, we've gone out to Moyes, we've gone out to Marino, it hasn't worked, they didn't get this, because we talk about the United way. Is it just say, right, OK, let's cut it back, let's have a look at the class of 92 or whoever, let's look at Nicky Butt, he's within the club now, let's look at Giggs, he's managing well, he's had a bit of experience. Do we bring it back in-house and start again? I've got no problem with him giving it, giving it Nicky Butt or somebody like that, but they've got to sort out the whole structure, haven't they? They've got to sort out, the, they've got to sort out who's, who's signing the players, because there's a lot of mixed messages from the summer, and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but you, know, you can't have Ed Woodward telling the manager he doesn't need this centre-half because he's that he's not as good as the ones they've got because he's wrong to start with any clearly um, but they need to sort the old structure out I mean I don't I don't understand why people seem negative about Zidane he's out of work you know the guy's just come off an unbelievable record yeah he's at Real Madrid but a lot of managers manage Real Madrid and not won as many European Cups as he's won he's, you know he'll, he'll sign players won't he people will want to play for him plays attacking football but you know the, the club's got to sort out what it wants to do I think that's you you've hit the nail on the head the club needs to sort out what it's plan is there's talks in the newspaper today isn't there about some guy Leedenberg yeah is it what's his some guy who's going to come in as a yeah but, but they reckon you know they won't do that till Marini go. But the whole thing is it's exactly what happened with Van Gaal, isn't it? The, and Myers, the, the wait with my side, they're waiting until the point they can't qualify for the Champions League to pull the trigger, aren't they? Because they want to save a few million quid. But the money the club makes to be to be doing that and letting the situation get worse, there's no other business in the world that has let itself get into a worse state just to save itself a little bit. It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. In terms of you, if you did, but who's right? If it, but if that is the case, and that appears what it what it is, and it certainly was with Moyes because they sacked him on the way home from Everton, wasn't it, when they couldn't qualify for the Champions yeah. League? But who's writing those contracts to say that? Put it in his, put it in the manager's whoever the next manager's put in his contracts. If we sack you within your um, contract period, you get two and a half million quid or whatever it is flat. Don't matter whether you, whether you're top of the league or bottom. That's no no agent is going to allow that to be put in if you want somebody badly enough, though, are they? But we're Manchester United, for fuck's sake. People should want to manage our football club. And they shouldn't be worrying about what the payoff is if they get sacked. They should be thinking about what the bonuses are for winning European Cups, winning Premier League titles, winning FA Cups. In it, that he, he doesn't get a certain amount of money if we don't make European. Yeah. There is, isn't there? Down, yeah, like yeah. No one think it's in. So that's what... <laughs> So in terms of if, do you think as a fan base, I'm talking about match going fans now, so the likes of us that go every single game, if someone came in and said, right, okay, we're going to go, we're going to sweep clean, we're going to bring it back in house, and we're going to play the young, yeah, the, the youngsters and bring them through, but you're not going to win anything, we're not going to finish top four, but we'll avoid relegation because you know we know that it's basically good enough. How long would you accept that for, and how long do you think the wider fan base would accept that for before they said, well, actually, this isn't good enough because we're even not. Yeah, but the, that. But the, the under the under 21s or whatever aren't going to play any worse than we've been watching the last eight ten weeks, are they? But they're not going to be able to compete in that top division. We're not we're not properly competing now, though, are we? No, well, that's we're in the also run league, aren't we now? We're well, we'll miles finish. behind. We're not, no chance we're getting top four, is there? No chance. If you look at the number of well, no, is there no chance? Last no was chance. against today, didn't they? 
Tottenham scraped to win yesterday. Yeah, Chelsea aren't as good as thinking. We're nowhere near the top two. We're nowhere near the top four. There's no chance we'll finish top four this season. Do you think but what, what, Even if Tottenham and Arsenal had an awful run, what makes you think we're going to win five or six games on the bounce? There's been nothing this season to suggest that, has there? No, we've got two home games coming up now, haven't we? Which we need to win. But do we really need to win? What, what is... Play a few of the kids. Give, give Greenwood a chance. Give Chong a chance, whoever. So you think... Because, because you're right in saying... I don't think there's going to be a drop in, in quality, though, because I don't think the players are playing are playing anywhere near good enough. All I, all I will say about that is they ain't ready at this stage, like you said, but... Fuck it, put them in. They wouldn't be strong enough, and that's they, they play great football. I watch them quite a lot. They they play great football. The under uh, 18s, blah blah blah. The under 23s, I watch them. They've not got a striker up front, but they play good football. But like you say, the, the commercial side would not have them getting beaten four five nil every game, which it possibly could be. So if in terms of so we turn up, yeah, we've got um, we turn up. Boxing Day, Huddersfield, Bournemouth. A couple of two, three days later, and you see, and you see the team, and you see that there's say three, four, five youth in there. Would you put Woodham being beaten one, two, three nil at home just for the no. sake of that? No, of course we wouldn't. But you'd have to get, you'd have to put four in at once. What you do is you find someone who's better than the ones you've got playing. You don't play kids because they're kids. You play them because they're better than the guys you've got, or they will be better. Yeah. But before you do that, the, ho- the whole the whole thing is absolutely, utterly scandalous. You've got players who don't want to play for him. Those got, are the ones you need to move we've, down. We've got players that get overpaid. We've got a manager who doesn't want to be a can't even be arsed down in the house. We've got owners that don't even come to the fucking country. And we've got a bloke that looks like some sort of fucking Christmas decoration. He's bloody managing the place. Until they sort all out, it's irrelevant. They're all idiots. The whole lot of them. Two players, shittiest, Lukaku, Matic, the two I said to you. How you can fucking say? I thought Matic was dreadful. It's unbelievable. No, Matic wasn't. I thought Lukaku played. That's coming from the press who write a load of shit. Anyway. But if you look at Matic, we know that Matic isn't a player that he used to be. No, listen, none of them are any good whilst we're playing for that club, for that idiot. End of. You could get any of those players and you could put them in half a dozen of the teams, you think, fucking, he's a good player. You put him in our team. We could get, but he, Maradona, we, we, we could get Maradona and make him look like an idiot. So do you, he picks the team based on height. He's like the Sunday League under nine's manager. If you're tall, you'll get a game. I reckon if you swap them teams round. It's yesterday's man. If you swap, if you swap them teams round and play, and play the same game a year later, and the two managers have the same team, they, they, we would, Liverpool players would lose that game to our players. Terrible. Do you think then that he has lost? Do you think he's? There's talk about him losing the dressing room. I'm not so sure that he's never lost the dressing room. But do you think he's actually lost his love and his passion for football, given from the apathy that seems to come into the team? He's, de- he's definitely not got the same charisma as he used to do, has he? He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't endear himself to the fans whatsoever. He only did it when he thought he might get sacked. That's the only time he's ever tried to endear himself to the fans. I, I do think he's lost a lot of his charisma, which is, which is it comes across in the players. They, they, they don't seem to give a fucking shit. You know what? Do you know the worst way about him? The guy's actually an embarrassment to the football club. He's utterly embarrassing. His behaviour, the way he talks, the way he sets up footballers. The whole thing about him is purely embarrassing. The way he's a, a self-publicising narcissist 
He's a farce. It's terrible. So, it's embarrassing. OK, so the club, not ever going to listen to us, but the club listened to us, OK. Marino gets a couple of bad results now at home. He walks or he goes or whatever. Who do you want him? Just someone, just someone who behaves correctly to start with. Someone, some, someone with some decent morals. Someone that sat there and thought, let's get a football team and try and play some football instead of sitting there and blaming every other bugger and, make, and, and bark, barking about what he won ten years ago. So, same question that I asked you others before. Would you say, would you look at like the Anfield boot room type thing where they went to Paisley, etc.? No, would I? Would you go, no, no. Would you go back to the class of 92 no, or would no, you go to some of those no, players and bring no, it back No, no. I'd get the best manager I could who I thought would be decent. And at the moment, I'd probably pick Eddie Howe or someone. Who would you pick then, Neil? On a, on a different matter, Steve, I asked the deputy head steward today at Anfield how many deputy head stewards are underground. He couldn't answer the question. I also asked him why is it that they have reduced the allocation for United and Everton by 300 but nobody else? And he couldn't answer that question either. It could be so that we didn't have to stand when they just threw piss over the top at us when they scored the first goal. Well, quite possibly, but he couldn't answer the question, which I think is quite alarming, really, that the deputy head steward at Liverpool Football Club didn't know how many deputy head stewards there were in the whole ground. What do you think about that? Um, I couldn't possibly comment. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he blames. I would else. say though. I would say though. If apparently I spoke to a policeman, it's down to the down to the club whether they keep you in, not the police. Apparently, I didn't know this, so the police didn't tell me anyway. Uh, and I don't know about anyone else, but if I've driven here and I parked down a side street, I feel safer coming out with everyone else rather than being left to tell everyone. Oh, there they are. Certainly, there was an issue going in, wasn't there? The way that they kettled people into a small. They did like yeah. almost a, a reverse, or a, they did a funnel on us, didn't they? Almost like they carried it forward from the, in the week when they played Napoli, didn't they? Yeah, they certainly had the same thing. I don't think that. Um, in that, that anyway, so answer your question: Who should they bring in? Um, somebody that um, values the attacking instincts of Manchester United Football Club. I have no idea who that might be. I'm not, Potticino keeps getting mentioned to my left, but what does he win? And he's only scored two. Have Tottenham scored two more goals than us this season? And when um, in the derby last couple of weeks ago, in the North London derby, which is about the only non-United game I've watched this season, um, when they actually went behind, he didn't ever seem to have a clue what to do to change it. Did they just get a draw at the at the, uh, at the new camp, didn't they? It's against Barcelona's reserves. They also got a result away at top, away at Real Madrid last year as well. In the group stages, didn't they? I think they won. In fact, I think they won. the last game of the season as well. I think they won. No, and they beat them 4 1 at home. And they beat us 3 0 away this year. And they beat Chelsea 4 0. But Chino's agent is coming home with us today. Thanks for that, John T. No, that's very good. To be fair, United fans don't want Pochettino because he's not won anything, but we don't want Zidane because he won everything, but with Real Madrid, so that doesn't count. It's like, fucking, it's a lot to please, aren't we? He's only won four European Cups, we don't want him. We're never going to be on the same page, we're not all of us, though, are we? No matter what we do. I don't think the class of 92 should come in. They've got the most to say, haven't they? They've got the most to say all the time, the class of 92, about what's right and what's wrong and everything. But if that goes wrong, then who else? Quit your fucking Sky contract and give him take the fucking job. At least he knows what we want. Who? Neville. Yeah, I agree with you. That's right, give him a go. But if that goes wrong, where do, where do we go from there, though? Fuck knows, it's better than this shit. I know, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Sign two wingers. The first thing anyone who gets involved in the club needs to do Perisic. Sign two wingers. No, not a fucking auxiliary fucking fullback that Mourinho wants, an actual fucking winger. So here we are back at the uh, 
M62 bridge where four hours ago the uh, forces of the law thought we might be jumping off. Um, did it really get did it really get that bad today? Yes. Uh, it wasn't far off at one point. Yeah, I spent um, a third of that game slagging Lukaku off and his complete lack of movement. It was uh, another coward's performance from him and. We didn't even compete. Liverpool deserved to win 4 or 5 1. Got what we deserved. They're streets ahead of us. I said it before. Yeah. I said 3 1, I think, as well. But they are streets ahead of us. Um, they're a well won club. Dave, their recruitment's right, the manager's right. They're everything we want to be, and that we're not. And yeah, at the end of the season, they're not going to be champions. No, they're not, because those blue twats will be. But yeah. I'll take that over at the moment. Bill, I am. You, you look five years ago, the difference between them two clubs and how far it's around now, and we're decades behind them. But thanks for referring to me by my new name. Yeah. I appreciate that. Have you got a feeling? Have you got a feeling? Yes, okay. I've got a feeling you're it's going to change... be a bad, bad year. Are you going to change your Twitter name to it tomorrow? Bill, I am. <laughs> well, well that's, that's it for today, then. So, um no matter what happens and however bad it gets... You're not jumping off a bridge. <laughs> we're not jumping off any bridges because um, we've we're still... Cardiff next week. We've got Cardiff away next week and it'll all be good again, at least on the way to there. The mood amongst United fans before the game wasn't great either. Is Steve Black before the match when he speaks to United fans on the bus on the way to Anfield and also he goes to speak to some Liverpool fans as well. Hi, welcome to the United We Stand podcast on our way to Liverpool. We're just stood above the M62 and I'm stood with three lads here now who are going to tell you where did you just find me? Unfortunately, we did find him in a police car, which it did surprise us a bit more than it probably should, to be honest, but it's start the days you mean to go on, eh? So waiting for the coach to come, uh, a very kind police officer, uh, seeing us on the, um, on the bridge above the M62, felt that... Um, Obviously thinking that we must be Manchester United fans going to Liverpool, thought we were going to jump, or thought I was going to jump. Anyway, having been relieved from the, um, from the police car, uh, and a police officer who obviously took mental health very seriously, and that of United fans, um, we're here now with um, uh, Tomo and Matty and Billy. Right, we're off to Anfield. Are we confident for today? No, not at all, but they've got to lose at some point. But my biggest hope is a sod's law point of view. That tells you the state of things at the minute. Matty, we've got a really good record against Liverpool recently. Can it continue today? No, no, I don't, I, I don't see anything to give, give us any sort of hope today. No confidence, nothing. I, um, yeah, it's grim. In a way, it's, it's mad because normally I feel really nervous coming here. It's, but I'm, I've kind of felt a bit calm all day simply because I've got no expectation that we'll even give it a go. I, I don't think we'll necessarily get beat 5-0 but I can see it being 2-3-0 two, two, where we barely get a kick of the ball, no shots, no chance or anything. Tom, when we've come here, Marino's delivered what, what he's called the Marino masterclass in terms of the fact that he's shut up shot, not allowed them to score. Would that something you want him to do today or would you rather just go gung-ho, hope for a result and if we lost, well, so be it? I think his issue is this year is the defence just isn't performing, even the keeper probably isn't performing. Um, so I don't think he can do that. It's funny because they always say to teams who are trying to stay up, you target certain games. And I think what Matty's saying about being relaxed is we know this, we've written this game off and how weird is that? Even in the 80s, we thought we'd go there and we'd fight. 
But today, we, I think we all think it'd be like City in the league where it'd probably be 3-1 today. And that's sad. The sad thing is that we know our players haven't got the balls to stand up to them. Um, and they'll probably do some nice videos and we'll all enjoy them on social media. But um, I can understand why you're on that bridge. <laughs> yeah, so good that police officer, I think. Um, Billy, when you look at the stats, the stats say that United have had the second largest amount of shots this season, that we're only two goals on target. It's only two goals behind um, Tottenham, is it? Three behind Arsenal and four behind Liverpool in terms of the number of goals and obviously the defence. Surely that gives us hope that we can come here and match them. It does, but it also gives you despair because you're thinking, we're getting the chances. Where are we going to improve? What are we going to do different? I honestly don't see how we can have a plan B as such rather than launching it all to Fellaini, who has been one of our better options. That's the thing. You just don't see a clue where we can improve, to be honest, and how it's going to get any better. No. And again, we're going back to you being stood on that bridge and understanding it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when they stop here on the way back, so we might do yeah. that. Right, OK, so right, we're going to get back on the coach now. I can't see where we are going to get a result. So, Martin, you're saying that we've come to Anfield on a one, one of the one times where we're not coming with any hope at all? Maybe. I think if we could defend, we could get a result, but we can't defend, so I'm still going to see where we're going to win this game. OK, Graeme, you've been one of Marino's biggest critics this year because of the standard of football that, that we're playing, yet the stats have said that we've had second amount of most amount of shots on target and also we're only two and three goals behind those above us. Does that give us hope today? No, because we're 17 points behind them as well. So, no, it gives us hope. There's hope, there's always hope, because if we can raise our game to a point, perhaps... If we, get, if we can actually play to our potential, perhaps. If they play to their potential. So plenty more doom and gloom about. John C, you were just saying there that um, the scene was set before the start of the season. Well, kind of, yeah. Mourinho said, said in summer that we were going to have a bad season. And he now tries to use that as an excuse for the fact that we're having a bad fucking season as, as a way of point scoring. It was just fucking ridiculous. But, but his point scoring was to point out that he needed players to improve this side and he didn't get them, so he's just said. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So has that driven him to perhaps set his team up? Well, that's quite, a, that's quite an accusation. That I'm not sure if he's done it purposely, but I, I, I think he's, he's going to keep using that as an excuse. He just needs to get on with his job and do it properly. He, use it, he actually improves some players, which he doesn't do. He's, he's, not, got, he's, got, he's not improved a single player of it. Maybe he could... Maybe argue Lingard, yeah, and Young and players like that. If he wants, if he wants, if he wants to make that argument, he should be making it to the chief exec, not to not Sky to, TV, not to Sky TV, so everyone hears. It's like I was at work to do last night. What if the manager of that place six months ago come out and said, "I think you're all shit at your job. I need to replace you all." They're not going to be very motivated to work, are they? But it's the truth. He wasn't, he wasn't Shouldn't he have gone? Truth, but he, he public, but he went. If he, he went might, above, might in his leadership. Oh. But, but if he went to he went to his boss, yeah, Woodward or whoever that is, and said, "Look, 
If you're asking me to do a job, you're asking me to get a team to a certain level, to a certain place. I haven't got the personnel to do it, yeah? In any other business, if he goes, you go to your line manager, or you go to your manager and say, you're expecting this out of me to produce this much or to sell this much, but I haven't got the team to do it, yeah? You've got an automatic excuse because you're actually saying it. I'm not, I'm not sure you can ever compare football to real-life situations. It's completely different. Right. They'll never relate. A, a footballing job will never relate to a working a working man's job. It's completely different. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not different. Jim, the, the only difference is the way it's publicised is different. The job is exactly the same. You've got people you work with. Yeah, you either replace them with someone's better. Yeah, or you or you make them become better. I can't name one player that Mourinho has made better in three years at Old Trafford. Not one. With the with the only one I could think he might have had so much to do with getting slightly better. Is Lingard, but apart from that, most players he's turned up has made them worse. Sure. No, he was good. He was he was good. He turned up. It's just he, he put him in such pits of despair. He's just dragged him back up to where he was in the first place. Mm. He wasn't back. He wasn't back to the transfer market. But the the thing is, is that ever since he's been trying to make a point about it with his team selections on the pitch, like with Tommy at centre half, it's not working. Right. You know. He, I, I agree with him, he wasn't backed, but he's just, ever since he's had a really funny about it and trying to make a point, but he's making a point to the detriment of the performances on the pitch, and that's totally wrong. The lad's got to go, got to go, Mourinho out. If a scouser likes Right, he's not fit for purposes of Mourinho. He can't motivate him to play decent football. He's, his behaviour is disgusting. He's, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a self opinionated narcissist, and he just needs to sod off. And someone else needs to turn up. Having said that, when we've got him, we need to support him. <laughs> OK, so with a little doom and gloom around before the game, let's talk about something positive as we arrive. Um, we're now in the shadows of Anfield. So what's our best games here? What's, what's your overriding memories? Really great stuff that's happened here. John O'Shea. John O'Shea, 1-0. Yeah, that was a good one. No, my wife's not 1-0. Frank Stapleton, last minute. Yeah. Striking 3-3, coming back to that good, but I, I, I honestly thought when Liverpool, I think they beat us 4-1, when Souness and, and McDermott and Arlen played, it was one of the most unbelievable games I've ever seen and the, one of the best teams I've ever seen. When <laughs> Liverpool beat United, honestly, I, it sticks in my memory because they were that good. They were that good. No, it was, it was that good. It was a good side. It was a good side. Graham, can you think of any? Do you know what I, I, I remember? I would, I would, I would actually probably half think half of half. Yeah. No, but I would actually yeah. think if it was to top a game, I think it's John O'Shea, to be honest with you. Just the, the drama of it all, the last minute of all, and I was actually watching it in an Everton pub because we couldn't get in, didn't have a ticket. Me and Gary Goodliver was down here and we went in an Everton pub and watched the game and we scored and we didn't know what the fuck to do. I don't think I have a clue whether to jump up, not jump up or what. And I think that was one of the most iconic ones here for myself. I just think that, that game just some United up at the time. I don't think we ever played that really well against Liverpool, but we knew how to beat them. Yeah. All right, well, let's hope we've uh, found the same sort of resolve today. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll discuss this a little bit later. Three-all draw, the night game. All right, I'm standing in the fans park outside. If it's our fucking year. <laughs>
and there's some, some Liverpool fans, long-standing season to get all this here at Anfield. Um, do you think having a fans part like that, has the game changed between United and Liverpool apart from match day? Is the visual less or do you still feel it's as intense as ever? Intense as ever. Do you? Very much intense as ever. Do you think that's because it's gone in cycles, hasn't it? When we started, when I started coming here yeah. back in the 70s, 80s, you were so far ahead of us that even to get a result here meant the world. Maybe 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it was us that you I, were knocking it's, off it's a bit. It goes in cycles, doesn't it? So it now we're here expecting nothing of a result, but you'd expect to beat us today? Hopefully, hopefully. But it's the point as well, you say about cycles, it goes about managers. You know, at the time when we were winning everything, we had great managers. Yeah. And in the time when you were winning everything, you had Alex Ferguson. So now you've got Mourinho, and he's not quite the same manager as Ferguson. He's a great manager. Yeah. And you should keep him. It's just a bit of a day. No, 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 keep him. He's doing if fantastic. You, if boys. you think of Alex Ferguson, he was the last of the great because he was brought up on Jock Steen. Yeah. You know, played, you know, managers like of that calibre kind of thing, and he carried that on. So now. You know, not, not very many managers, I would say, are of that calibre. You know yeah. what I mean? With Liverpool, you'd have, you'd have the Shankly history, you have the Paisley history. You know, it's like it's like you go to, to, to Celtic. Jock Steen is still revered there so much. So do you think United missed a trick by going for Moyes when they should have gone and done the the Liverpool had done when you went for Paisley inside? You know, you I, I, went from Shankly to Paisley. Moyles, I don't think Moyes was quite the manager for you because you didn't have the experience, I don't think. I think you needed a manager of more... More, more built-in experience. But he also wasn't United, was it? No, 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 no. Where, true enough. Whereas yours came from. True enough. It you came continued within, yeah. your success. Yeah, you came, came from the boot room, yeah. didn't it? It was yeah. called famous yeah. Anfield boot room. Yeah. Well, it's, you could have that now, couldn't you? You know, you look at your sort of uh, 92 class. Yeah. You know, you've got potential managers there. It's awesome, isn't it? So did we miss a trick by not trying to have that continuity? The, the difference is, though, we had a series of managers. Shankly started it. Paisley continued it. Fagan and Daglish took it forward. You had this monolith, you know, you had Ron Atkins before that, you know yeah. what I mean? You, you had this absolute mountain of a man, and to follow that, it's, it's a different continuity. You were, you were always going to go down after Fergie, no matter what. Don't no you think it's just what we went through? You're just repeating. Absolutely, absolutely. In terms yeah, yeah. of high turnover managers, wasting money on players, it's cycles, isn't it? I mean, I've noticed that um, when we played you in 96, you'd gone from being at the top of the tree back in 1990, winning a league and stuff. By 96, you were the Spice Boys, yeah? Now, so six years on, five years on from Ferguson, nearly six years on, we've got a similar, obviously, you know, 25 years later, with the Pogba and Lingard and the social media, the outside influence more than the football. So you're right, it is cycles. In terms of when you hear someone like Gary Neville say, you know, uh, United and City, uh, well, with City and Liverpool, it's like asking who do you want your wife to have an affair with, you, you know, your brother or your mate. We, does it make you feel better about it that we'd rather City won the league than you? Because it still gives, you know, United and Liverpool that relevance. Or does it make you think, nah, we'd never do that if it was Everton and United? I'd like to think that, that we could win it because, you know, it shouldn't be about money. It should not be about money. We, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to, us to have an equal pace and see how we start from that. It shouldn't be you know, like this, you know, this tribalism. It's, 
It's never going to end. We shouldn't hate each other. They both matches to rip each other. We're so similar, it's untrue. You could turn it around. Politically, politically, we're identical. You can both ignored by like everyone United, else down south. Leeds United are like top of the championship. Hopefully they'll get in the premiership. And I remember from the, like, the 70s when I started coming, you know, Leeds United and Liverpool was always a top fantastic game to say as United is. Yeah. You know, like Man United is now, so it's just one of them cycles, I think. But I do think, I do think United will come back. And I do think they'll come back with the class of 92 because I think the class of 92 should be should be instigated within Man United now. They should be instigated within Man United now to start building. Yeah. Gigs. Neville. Come on, man. They're going to be managers. Who's, who's, who's the one out of that class of 92 who would be a manager? The, the one that's rated at the moment, even though he's not in the headlines, is Nicky Buck because yeah. he's got yeah. the U team yeah. and, he, and he's, he's doing things with it. Skulls hasn't got the mentality. But you know, Skulls take the step back. Not, not so much the big players, like a player like, say, Clayton Blackmore. What a coach he would make. As a scouting coach, you know, to go round to look at all these, you know, all these grounds, all these, you know, small European grounds, you know, could be second division, Italian league, whatever. Yeah. He goes there, can see something. That's what you, that, that's what United need. They need players of, of, of that calibre, you know, to, to sort of go to places like that and look so it, to bring in. So if you were United now, and I don't want you to talk about it because you want Marino to stay because he's fucking up. But would you get rid of him now, mid-season, with no, with really no replacement no. apparent? Who are you going to get, Sam? Yeah. You're not going to get anyone mid-season. So, no, who's going to be better than him? Maybe Marino could be given a lesson by Alex Ferguson well, to, to, say, to, to put his arm around a player. Yeah. Like It's like Luke Shaw. Look how much stick he's given for Luke Shaw. And he's a good player. You know, and Marino should be putting his arm around the players like that and not lambasting them by saying, you know, is this your team like it was in a press conference the other day? And he said, no, it's not my team. He should be putting his arm around and saying, you know, Luke Shaw, you're going to go out there today. You are, you're playing against, say, say someone like, for instance, Zidane. You're going to put Zidane in your pocket. You're, you've got to give players that belief. You know, they might not be the same as Pogba. You know, because you have variants and all like that. You've got to put that. It's like Jock Steen used to put his arm around different players. It's like Shanky used to put his arm around players. You know, he weren't as talented, weren't as good, but he could build them up to say, today, you're going to be fantastic out there. I've heard Moyes available. We're still fucking paying him. What do you mean he's still available? He's still on his six year contract. So, today, should be an easy win for you. Are you expecting to beat us comfortably? Never. No. I hope we win. I expect us to win, but it won't be easy. I think it'll just be a 2 1 for us, but I don't think it'll be an easy win. All right. All right. Because it is like an FA. Cheers. Like well, thanks FA. very much, lads. All right. Take enjoy care, the man. game. So, 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 if we play to our potential. If we play to our potential, we've got half a chance. But let, let, put it this way if Liverpool play to their best and we play to our best, we're getting beat. It's as simple as that. Do you agree there, Steve? Um, no, no, not really. I, I think the last two years I've watched Liverpool against United and they've been very ordinary and we've made them look ordinary. And I think with a bit more effort, we could probably beat them today. And somewhere in New York, there, there is a team, but it's yet to come out. And I, I can see, I, I honestly can see us getting results today. Because last year, Mo Salah never did anything home and away. And none of the Liverpool players did. And I honestly think that if we just pressed them more up the field, we could get a result today. 
You've both come to Anfield on many occasions during the late during the 70s and the 80s. 60s. Yeah, I was in the cop in, in the 60s. So, 50s. when we've come in those days, of the 70s and 80s in particular, when they were so dominant, we had no right to get results here, yet we used to get results here. Yeah. But it was it's just like an FA Cup run. It was just great to beat Liverpool here. It was an it? effort. It was an effort. This effort. I don't think this team's got effort. We can all stand by. We can all, we can all stand by and we can look at it. And if if we were, if we actually driving down here later on and we've put hundred percent effort in and we've tried to win a game of football, I think everyone here will be happy. Regardless of the results, I think we'll be happy. It's the lack of effort that this side puts in. And I don't know if that's because of the manager. I don't know if it's because of the players aren't good enough. Not 100%, I think it's half and half, to be honest with you. But if we at least put the effort in, put the effort in against Arsenal, I think everybody saw it. And everyone holds the hands up, all right, we're true to all. Could have got beat, could have won it. Southampton, uh, sorry, Fulham, setting them out of the equation. Not a great side, but there was effort. Look at Wednesday night, not a thing. We could have won the group on Wednesday night. Nothing there. There was nothing about us. Inconsistent is the word I think I'm looking for. And that's what we are. But if we do put the effort in, as Steve has just said, there is a side amongst us. There's a side somewhere in there, and it's getting out. Paul, you've again you've come here since the 80s and stuff. Do you think that the, do you think there's been a change of atmosphere between the two sides? No, we're all doom and gloom. Yeah. And it stems with the manager. He's bought his players. Not one of them has been a success. People might not agree, but not one of them has been a success. He slags his players in public, which he's helping. So if you go to work on a Monday, would you work for the boss who slags it off? No, but if he doesn't slag them off and if he praises them, we all go, well, why is he not watching the same things as us? Yeah, but he sets his team up, mate. He sets his team up to play. And he's not setting them up right. How can you get... Right, he's made certain players. How can you set a forward? He mustn't be training properly because the size of him. He's nearly as big as Paul Byers, and that's how he's something. <laughs> <laughs> Graham made a point there that coming back from Southampton, we were flat, we didn't have a go at them in the second half. There's no way Marina would have said to those players, look, the second half, don't go for them, don't try and score, right. go backwards. So how, how can players turn on and say, I didn't prepare properly for the game? The professionals. So is that more to do with the coaching then? Well, a lot of it's got to do with the coaching. He doesn't trust his players and he's not giving them confidence. It's like the three young kids out of the week, youngest, Lingard, you know, Lingard, Rashford, you name four of the week in there, Marshall. He's slagging them down. So what confidence is that breeding them? And he's not, not going to get a rally out of them. Was he slagging them or was he pointing out the obvious that we know that social media has so, is so much of a distraction now to young people yeah, but that it's also affecting listen, professional you play for footballers? Manchester United always been under social media. You just play for Manchester United, you've got to have a thick, thick back, haven't you? So does that go down to the whole fact that the club's set up at the moment? The the from the cop, yes, from the comms to the publicity to whoever's putting the press releases out, aren't on top. Shadow of a doubt, the, the, the club stinks at the minute from top. So the what's it? Well, I, I, don't, I don't blame Mourinho to a point. He bought the players, mate. Yes, he has bought the players, but I don't blame him to a point because. I think his hands are tied somewhere. 
and I really do think his hands are tied. But when when I when I look at what he's got here, I actually think we should be performing better than what we're performing. So that's down to coaching. It's got to be. On the plus side, what you look at today, the pressure on Liverpool more. They need the points today. That's all we can say. So some optimism then. Right, I'm now with Col Mark and Kirsch. Uh, Mark, you went to Valencia in a week. Um, obviously, you enjoyed your trip. Uh, by the sound of it and by the looks of it. I enjoyed the trip, but uh, obviously the football uh, got in the way again. Um, unbelievable uh, the way they, I don't know, set up and played. Just just rubbish again. Do you think that was a seminal moment? That was a turning point for United fans that thought, actually, we've all come out here to Valencia, all right, we've had a great time, but you couldn't be bothered to make any sort of efforts tonight. Well, the effort that the effort we made to get up them steps was uh, was fucking more effort than they, I think I've seen all season, to be honest. Yeah, Steve. Fucking hell. Cole, you there's been a lot of talk about Lukaku and about him bulking up and about losing that yard of pace that he had or the extra yard or two of pace that he had. Are we unfair? We've we been a bit unfair on the lad. Um, no, I don't think we are being unfair. He looks, he looks a yard slower than he did last season and he doesn't look as interested as he was last season. So I think, I think United fans have, 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 can, can call anybody they like. Um, it, it, but he's not the only person on the team that, that doesn't look up for it. There's a lot of them on there that turn up, take the money and, and, and not turn up for the club. When we talk about them not turning up for... The problem is, Steve, his touch, every game, how many times does the ball go through his leg? Now, surely that should be improving. He's either wearing a bigger shirt, he don't run, and he can't control the ball. What's, what's happened to him? What has happened to him? <laughs> don't get me wrong, he's still... Was he ever better than that? I believe he was. If you look at his goal ratio, I think he's got an excellent goal ratio. What, what's happened to him? What has absolutely happened to him? Does he not care? I wouldn't have thought he's not, he don't care. But what has actually happened to him? He can't just be his put on weight. Every day he's in training. Surely he's in training every day. United fans have been quite... For the first time, the United fans have really been quite, um, I think, hard on the team. And you can sort of see that change in mood, and we can all see the change in mood. But when Marino's got to play it, we're sort of like, we jump on their defence again, as if to say, you know, you've got no right to do that. It's only for us. Is he right or is he wrong when he's hanging out those players to dry? I'm actually quite surprised that he, do, he takes that approach. I never thought that that was the way he actually performed as a manager when he was at Chelsea. I don't remember him doing that. <clears throat> I don't remember him taking that approach. I, I don't like it. It doesn't suit him. But if it doesn't suit him, yet we are seeing, and he starts defending them. So I say, coming back from Southampton, if he's defending those players for what happened that second half, and we're seeing something completely different, then doesn't that discredit his view? Yeah, he, he, he detaches himself from the team when he wants to. And you can't have your cake and eat it. He's the manager, he picks the team. Do you think we should 
Are we now looking to make a change then, right at the top? Um, personally, I'm not in for making these changes, but I do believe it's coming. I believe game after game, the fans have had enough. Um, and there's only so much they can take. Um, yeah, I do think a change is going to come, and I think it'll come, if, if not before Christmas, very early in the new year. The Crystal Palace game, the nil-nil, was awful. Yeah. And we know it was an awful game to have to watch. These two games, Huddersfield and Bournemouth, at Old Trafford after this one. So given most people are thinking we're losing today, yeah? Yeah. before we even get there yeah. but then we thought that at Chelsea and we also thought that and we knew that at City but actually we competed better at City than we thought we did for some parts of it so in those two next home games after this are they, are they perhaps the, the watershed moments are they the tipping point for him Possibly, yeah, you could be right. I, personally, I, I don't want to see him go, and I know what Mike just said there. I, I agree with, but he's he's only saying about the players what ninety percent of us are, are thinking about the players. So is 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 that the press getting it out of him, or is he just getting it out there for a message to the club? You know. I believe I'd like him not I don't want us as a sacking club to be honest but if a change has got to come I suppose it has to come but I don't know it is it's pinnacle is it Southampton's probably the lowest I think we've all felt coming back I don't know if you, you, you agree you know I, I don't think since I've been watching United you know I went my first game in 74 and, and that's probably the lowest I think apart from the 76 cup final when I was just a, a kid crying on the stands and all that that I can that I've, I've never felt so low about watching the team coming back from Southampton it was shocking what, what do we, what do we actually achieve if we change the manager? Well, the media, we, we, we probably, the media, we probably the media. You know, we're obviously we're in the spotlight. Even even though we're not top of the league, we're we're on every top of the list for this, top of the list for that. Every radio station, back page, you know, they're just waiting for it to happen, aren't they? Do you, you think that I've got an agenda or a driving agenda because actually United are still selling far more papers than City ever will, despite the fact that you know well, clearly the we're obviously seem to be. well we we sell the stories just like they don't sell their tickets. You know, look at it yesterday. They're supposed to be what playing this brilliant football, which which let's be all fair, which they are doing. You look at the ground yesterday. How many empty seats were there again? And the, why? Why aren't they selling their tickets? But we'll sell papers all, all the time, won't we? Mourinho sells. So that's it for this podcast. Eight defeats for Manchester United so far this season. It's nowhere near good enough. And when we did a poll on United, we stand about whether the manager should stay or go. On Monday morning, it's like 90% of people think that he should be going. I will be going to Cardiff to do the next podcast. I'm Andy. And that's on, I'll be going on Friday, um, staying over f- uh, and doing the podcast on Saturday and speaking to lots of people. In the meantime, we're finishing off the United We Stand, which comes out on Boxing Day. And if you want to order a subscription, please get lively. 
uh, before this Thursday, please. That's the deadline. And if you wanted to buy it for someone for Christmas, we'd be happy to send them a letter saying that it's the first of a 10-part subscription as a present from yourselves, and we'd personalise that letter. Uh, For example, if you wanted to buy one for your dad, you might say, Dear Dad, from John or, or whatever. But the deadline for that is Thursday because we need to get the mags in the Christmas post. We're going to receive them Saturday morning in Manchester and we're going to get them in the post straight away. So it will be a nice Christmas present. So if you like what you do, what, what we do, please support what we do. And while you're thinking about the future, maybe think about the past. Because 10 years ago this week, Manchester United were crowned world champions. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.